Hello, all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back for this um, hotel motel holiday inn of an episode. <laughs> More like Hotel California. Yeah. It's definitely not a holiday inn. No. Don't take your family vacation here. You can stay there if one chooses. This is one I wouldn't even stay. I wouldn't go even visit walk through nothing. hard pass. Mm-mm. Nope. Hard pass. No, thank you. Um, we're talking about the infamous Cecil hotel. It's pretty intense. Many of you will probably remember a few years ago, this viral video that hit the internet of this lady on an elevator. That's the place we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The Cecil hotel opened December 20th, 1924 as a destination for business travelers and tourists. The hotel cost about $1.5 million to complete, and the reception area, that front lobby area, mm-hmm. is, I think, it's super luxurious. I mean, I know it's the 20s. And yeah, it's-, it's definitely, it's the Art Deco style, right? Mm-hmm. The big open spaces, the marble, the gold embellishments. Stained glass windows. Yeah, it's definitely Art Deco, 1920s, Great Gatsby vibes. But five years after opening, the Great Depression devastated everyone, and it is thought that this is the beginning of the Cecil Hotel's downward spiral. As uh, a lot of places in the world. Mm-hmm. Following that downward trend, there's an area nearby known as Skid Row, and it has become increasingly populated with transients and homeless people. And there is there are as many as 10,000 home people that live within this four-mile radius. And I think that's a par for the course across the whole country. You have what was built as a super nice, ritzy area. Economic decline comes in. All these places go out of business. It becomes more of a, you know, run-down, dangerous area. And it, the, it never recovers. Because the new money, instead of investing in, you know, bringing new life into this community, they go start just a completely new community somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we mentioned this in the beginning, but the Cecil Hotel is in downtown L.A. Mm -hmm. L.A. L.A. So uh, it has its own reputation, let alone being two blocks east well, Skid Row is two blocks east of the, the Cecil Hotel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has 14 floors and 700 rooms, but I believe that now only about 80 rooms are being used. That's like mind-boggling to me to think that, that I, I realize it's a big building being 14 floors, but having 700 rooms, that just seems like a crazy large amount of rooms to me. I don't know about the square footage of the hotel, but everybody that talks about being inside of it, talk they talk about how skinny the hallways are. Yeah, and that's that's another thing about older buildings. Mm-hmm. The rooms are typically smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hallways are more narrow. Because like, you go to a modern hotel, an actual Holiday Inn, the hallway is probably twice as wide as mm-hmm. a hallway in a house or so, you know. Well, and a lot of people that have gone through it talk about again, specifically the hallways and how it is kind of panic inducing. And I bet it is like (laughs) 
slight adjacent claustrophobia yeah. because we're not used to our hallways being narrow like that. Especially in a commercial building. Yes. Yeah. In 2008, a portion of the hotel was refurbished after the new owners took over from there. And in 2011, the Cecil Hotel was rebranded as Stay on Main with a separate reception area during the day. But it I had think- a shared facilities and it was um, kind of like a hostel. Okay. I think that's a funny way of rebranding in L.A. Like it sounds so small town. Stay on yeah. Main. Yeah. <laughs> In February of 2017, Los Angeles City Council voted to deem the Cecil Hotel as a historical cultural monument because of its representation of the 20th century American hotel and because of the historic significance of its architect's bodywork. I think that's crazy to deem a place a historical landmark strictly based off of the architecture, uh, but also knowing all the horrible things that happened there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, it's a pretty building, and horrible stuff has happened there, but it's a pretty building. It all looks fine. In December of 2021, after COVID swept through, the Cecil Hotel reopened as an affordable housing complex operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust. The facility was supposed to provide affordable living accommodations for 600 low-income residents. And I guess that makes more sense. So, we were watching a ghost adventures episode. And I made a comment about how all the rooms look like there's no furniture in them Mm -hmm. for being a hotel. And you know, if they're, if it's more of a low income living and like you said, they're not using all the rooms, I guess that makes sense. But I just thought it was weird that every room we saw on film, there was like no hotel room furniture in there. Right. And as we mentioned just a second ago, that it is now, labeled as a historical monument april of 2022 the historic cecil hotel room rate sign that's painted on the outside of the building was accidentally illegally whitewashed accidentally yep it's unclear whether it was the owners or the leasers or the subleasers or there was also supposed to be a muralist that was going to be painting a mural and maybe he whitewashed the wrong area? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. But nobody actually knows what happened. And I feel like just the history of the Cecil, just that bare bones there, you wouldn't think it's that sinister. No, not just not just knowing that a little bit, but this is definitely one of the darkest buildings I've ever looked into. It's also depicted as dirty and like run down things are not taken care of it's all worn out not kept it kind of is right there's uh, like people talk about there being roaches everywhere it's pretty rough and everybody talks about it being right next to skid row and how that is Mm -hmm. definitely a big factor in everything as well but i did see a lot of things too where it's not just specifically the hotel itself there's other buildings around like across the street or right next to that also have weird occurrences happening okay so as we start to get into the more spooky stuff i want to give a trigger warning but we will be talking about suicide and there is a brief mention of an infant death and if you or a loved one is having a difficult time please reach out to the suicide crisis lifeline 
the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, formerly known as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, offers 24-7 call, text, and chat access to trained crisis counselors who can help people experiencing suicidal substance use and or mental health crisis or any other kind of emotional distress. Your people love you and they want you to get help. So some of the stories that I saw, there was one of these three girls that rented a room and they were in the building across. I guess it was a two room situation. So two of the girls shared a room while the other one had a room to herself. Okay. And the first night that they were staying there, the girl that was in the room by herself came into the other girl's room freaking out, but wouldn't talk about it. She said she'd tell him in the morning. And this is in a room across the street from the Cecil or in the Cecil? Across the street. Okay. In a okay. different built, like a, like a rental complex. Okay. They all go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and she tells them that there was this lady standing over her telling her that she needed to jump out the window. And she described it like it was a sleep paralysis demon and it was just this ghost. And she said what she looked like and she just... She just kept telling her that she needed to jump out of the window and she felt like she couldn't breathe. She was being choked until she woke up. Whenever the single girl was telling the other two girls that story, one of them, the one not telling the story, said that while they were all sleeping in the same bed after she had come in there, she felt like somebody was sitting on top of her. Mm. But didn't say anything. She didn't know any different. They go to work or whatever, do their thing during the day. When the two girls come back home, that solo girl is gone. Her stuff's packed. She's out of there. Didn't say anything. Done. So they kind of thought that maybe she just used it as a way to get out of her lease agreement or something. But whatever. So the next night, she, the girl that is telling the story, has a nightmare. Hmm. And she has a nightmare of this ghost standing in the corner telling her that she needs to jump out of this window. And she starts feeling like she's being choked. She's able to wake up. She wakes up her friend, tells her that she had a nightmare, but she can't go back to sleep. She doesn't feel like she can do that. Mm -hmm. And so her friend watches her overnight. Whenever they wake up in the morning, well, the other girl does, the friend that was watching over her said, like, she gave the description of the ghost that the other one saw in her dream and they were both out of there so fast they wouldn't stay they mm-mm, they couldn't do it <laughs> that's one thing i kind of have wondered with the amount of suicides in these old buildings why have they not changed the like remodeled the windows to the windows that don't open okay so this is the crazy thing there are only 16 confirmed deaths and two suicides that have occurred at the Cecil Hotel since it opened in 1924. The first death was in 1927, and it was a suicide by a man inside the hotel, and he just was a traveling businessman. Mm-hmm. Nothing spectacular about him, but that's where it started. See, it's crazy that that's the stats you found because I, which I understand the way an urban legend works and the way stories get told and then embellished. But I've heard so many different stories of people in this particular building, more than two. A lot more than um, two. You know, there was the one lady that jumped out and landed on the marquee. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lady that jumped out and landed on another on a passerby on yes. the street. Yeah. You know, 
completely unaware. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I would be pissed. I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me? I fight every day to stay alive and then that happens. I'd be so mad. <laughs> this is not funny, but dang. Haunt your family mad. Yeah, at least. <laughs> There's probably a curse in there. <laughs> uh, the Black Dahlia was also seen at the Cecil Hotel bar just three days before her murder in January 1947. That is another crazy thing about this place is the like high level level celebrity true crime that is associated with it i think so too ted bundy apparently also stayed and while he was in the middle of his Mm -hmm. adventure adventure (laughs) what What do you call that (laughs) murder spree killing spree (laughs) um but he stayed at the cecil for a time while he was Mm -hmm. on his rampage and it also says that through the 1940s and 50s, there was more su- more suicides that occurred at the Cecil. Mm-hmm. But there's only two legitimately uh, yeah. recorded suicides. That doesn't make sense. Well, and they, they talk, too, about how it becomes like a rendezvous spot for other nefarious activities. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's drug activity, there's gang activity, there's underground tunnels there was there's a house across the street from the cecil and there are tunnels that go from the cecil to this house because (laughs) there was prostitutes in the house there's these high level businessmen in the the hotel across yeah in 1944 there was a lady and her name is dorothy parcel and she was sharing a room with her boyfriend ben levine and apparently dorothy was pregnant but ben did not know i don't think i don't think either one of them knew it said that that she did but he didn't i don't it didn't say why she was hiding Mm -hmm. that but apparently she went into labor one night while they were staying there and she testified under that she did not want to wake him up Mm -hmm. through labor so she gave birth in the bathtub which (laughs) just blows my mind because how how did she stay quiet enough to go through childbirth by herself and he stayed asleep the whole time? Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. But this is also the trigger warning that we mentioned earlier. Um, she thought that the baby was dead. Allegedly. Allegedly. So she threw her baby from the window out of the hotel. She was deemed temporarily insane and ruled not guilty. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what, like, what things go through your head to make that series of choices? I don't understand either. I, I mean, there's a lot to that story that I don't understand anyway. But like, even thinking that that it was dead, the my first instinct is not throw it out the window. No, hell no. You get help. Something. Wake up your dumb boyfriend that's in the bed across the yeah, room. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So several years later, another man jumped out of the window of that same room. Mm -hmm. But also, it was across the hall from Richard Ramirez's room. So this room was room 1431, Mm -hmm. which is the top floor. The top floor was also known to have the lowest rates. Uh, Okay. So they had had, um, weekly rates since it was low income. And I think you could get a room, well, at least in... 
Richard Ramirez's time in the 80s. Um, I believe it was like $12 a week or something like that. Yeah. In 1964, there was a retired telephone operator who went by Pigeon Goldie. She was well-known and a well-liked long-term resident at the hotel, and she was found dead in her room one day. She had been raped, stabbed, beaten, and the room had been completely destroyed. Jacques B. Ellinger was charged with Goldie's murder because he was seen covered in blood roaming the streets around the hotel shortly after her body had been found, but he was later cleared as a suspect, and it remained a cold case. That was That's room, weird. Yeah, that was room 1016. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know the name that we mentioned just a second ago, in the 1980s, a temporary residence of the hotel was Richard Ramirez. He was a serial killer known as the Night Stalker. And he was originally from El Paso, Texas. He had a regular presence on Skid Row, apparently. Through most of his killing spree, if not all of it, he was staying at the at the Cecil Hotel. He reportedly stripped out of his bloody clothing in the alleyway outside of the building before he would climb the interior stairs to his room in his blood-soaked underwear. I mean, he would just be covered in blood. And there's all kinds of illegal activity happening in the alleyway anyway. So nobody's going to say anything about it. How much is going on that no one's going to say anything about some dude covered in blood in his underwear? Well, so that's that's another thing that I've seen people talk about is, I mean, there is a constant string of sirens in the background. There's a constant string of gunshots. There's screamings. There's muggings. You can hear people breaking in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... How do you know what's inside and what's outside? Yeah. So they they didn't think anything about him being bloody, apparently. But on August 30th, 1985, a group of Los Angeles residents spotted him in the street and prevented him from escaping until police arrived to arrest him. In 1989, Ramirez was convicted of 13 murders and sentenced to death, although he ultimately died of cancer. His room number was 1402. I did see on a website there was a former resident that I guess had just, they were talking to him and they mm-hmm. have him in quotes where he said, back in the 80s, I would never go further than the sixth floor. Usually the higher floors of the Cecil, people used to get killed up in there. Once they got a guy in the room, they would rob him, beat him up and throw him out of the window. So if you didn't watch yourself, you might come flying out of there with no wings. God. Like, that just is common knowledge. Yeah. And there's so much stuff happening that the staff can't even keep up. No. Well, and it also is crazy to me because I think of the higher floors being the nicer floors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where your, like, your penthouse suites and stuff would be. This is the, the opposite here. The lower floors should be your cheap floors. But, yeah, that's weird. There was another serial killer, and his name is Jack Unterwinger, and he was Austrian. He stayed in the Cecil in 1991, and he was there for a couple of months under the guise of studying true crime, but was actually committing true crime. I mean, he could still have been studying it. (laughs) Well, so... He took a very hands-on approach. Most people believe that he is actually a Ramirez copycat, Mm -hmm. and that he was studying Ramirez's techniques, Mm -hmm. which includes Satanism and rituals. Yeah, Ramirez got into some weird stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, while Jack was there, he strangled and killed at least three prostitutes. And he was convicted of all of the same crimes back home in Austria and had previously served 12 years in prison there Mm -hmm. before he came to the Cecil and was continuing his work, apparently. His room number was 712, and he later committed suicide in prison. Mm-hmm. Now, the big story that you may have heard the most of was in 2013, after the Cecil had rebranded a section of its hotel as the Stay on Main that we had mentioned earlier. There was a young Canadian student that was traveling abroad, and her name was Elisa Lamb. She initially was in room 506, and it was like a shared room, like a hostel, like I yeah. mentioned too. But her bunkmates kept reporting her erratic, strange behavior. Yeah. And they eventually moved Elisa into her own separate room by herself. In those single rooms, you could only have one person. Okay. Like, even a couple couldn't rent a single room. Okay. It It was weird. Elisa also had an extreme form of bipolar disorder. Right. And they said that she had meds for them. And she was notorious about not taking her meds correctly mm-hmm. and would have hallucinations and similar erratic actions. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like it's weird. There's still, yeah, there's a lot to her case that I don't think adds up. So there's video surveillance of her. So she goes missing. Yeah. And her family's trying to find her. They haven't heard from her. She wasn't at her next check in spot. And she had this blog. And she was really good about posting on her blog and keeping up with dates and everything. She goes missing. Family reaches out. They're getting hotel security footage. And they have footage of her in an elevator. Yes. And this is the the clip that went viral. Yes. And, you know, people all over the world have seen it because she's acting so strangely on this elevator. And it is weird. Like, she goes into the elevator and she's standing back, and then it's like she hears something. She's acting like somebody's following she's her. She's acting like somebody's following her. So she see, it seems like she hears something, and she pokes her head outside of the elevator real quick and looks down the hall and back in real quick. And then she's, like, hiding up in the corner where the buttons are. And then she steps out, and she's her hands are, like, in a mm-hmm. weird, flexed position. I don't know. It's very strange. That's it. There was nothing else. Basically, she walks out of the frame, and that was the last anyone has seen of her. After 19 days of her being a missing person, the front desk, they keep getting complaints about the water smelling bad. The water being a gross brown red tint. The water tasting bad. Having weird pressure. Weird pressure issues, low pressure issues. The maintenance man goes up onto the roof to check the water tanks, make sure everything's okay. And Elisa's body is in one of the tanks that the entire hotel has been using the water out of. Mm -hmm. That's traumatizing into itself. Yes. Bodies don't do good in the water for 19 days. In uh, L.A. heat? Yes. And that is something that all of the tenants complain about also is how it's always hot. It doesn't matter. It was made in 1924. It doesn't have air conditioner. Right. It doesn't matter if the windows are open or not. It, it is always hot and humid. Mm-hmm. It's still a mystery as to how she got into the water tank, but they believe that it could have been one of her episodes from because they found her medication in her room and it was all unopened. So they are assuming that she had an episode 
and is having hallucinations, which led her to climb into the tank that she probably could have gotten back out of. But as residents were using the water and the water levels lowered, she couldn't get back out of the tank. Mm -hmm. And she was naked when she was found. But they also assume that that was her just trying to get rid of her clothes that are weighing her down. But I don't know how they missed it. There are so many cameras and mm-hmm. the the stairs that they show for you to get up there. It's like a like almost like a fire escape ladder yeah. on the outside of the building. And somebody would have seen something when there's cameras on the building across the street mm-hmm. all over the place. Nobody got anything. I thought that the autopsy report was weird also because at first it was ruled as an accident. Mm -hmm. Three days later, they go back to correct their paperwork and say that it was unknown causes. Mm -hmm. And then a day later, they go back and change it back to accidental. My my theory there is someone didn't want to fill out the more of like an administration judge thing. Like judge didn't want to have to fill out the extra paperwork that would have gone on if it were like unknown causes and the, mm-hmm. it was just going to be a lot less work for people to file it under accidental. I could see that. That's my theory. But. I see that. I mean, everybody was looking for, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was all over the news in LA. It was really sad too. So there's a, there's a, I think it's like a five or so part series on Netflix. I don't remember how many episodes. Uh, it's called the vanishing at the Cecil hotel. And this, the whole series, this is strictly dedicated to the Elisa Lamb case. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty intense watch. Yeah. We would, we would try to watch it at night. It was like right before bed. And we had to take a break for a minute because it was just so heavy. Well, yeah. And we were fresh, freshly moved out of the old house. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that was a little residual of it there. But I do remember watching the first couple episodes, then taking like a week break and finishing it up. But. It was just heavy. Uh Uh-huh. And it didn't really have any answers either. Everything's still super mysterious. Mm -hmm. But it's worth the watch. We also, of course, watched Ghost Adventures episode. They have a, like, an hour and 22-minute solo show. And it's just called Ghost Adventures Cecil Hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was in 2022. There's a ton of evidence in this one. It was crazy. I mean, I even got creeped out a few times. More so than your normal ghost adventures episode and like i said before i know that zach is a goober but they are like the one paranormal investigating group that gets to go everywhere yeah they get to go to all of the cool places but there's a lot in this that kind of alludes to your theory of like behind the elisa lamp thing is that i think they're possessed possessing these people because there's several different people in the ghost adventures crew and like their, you know, the extra people they bring on with the psychics and the historians and all this that are walking them through the building. There's several times that someone in the group is walking through and they're like, I need to get out while they're standing next to a window and like looking out the window. Yes. They start opening the windows and everybody's Uh like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Hold Uh on. It's intense. It's crazy. Yeah. There's also, it's on Hulu, but it's called horror at the Cecil and it's a mini series. I looked that one. You can also rent it off Amazon Prime. Oh, can you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, if you enjoy, I guess, <laughs> any part of American Horror Story, I know most people don't like the later seasons, but their hotel season 
is based off of the Cecil. Yes. It was not the worst season, but it was not the best season. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it either, but I didn't like it as not as much as some of the other seasons that I didn't like. Yeah. Like there were other seasons I liked worse. Yeah, that's for sure. But that, that one on the horror at the Cecil, that's a dramatization. It's not a documentary. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I did think it was interesting. I mean, you can just google the cecil hotel i did see uh, there was a tiktok of this guy that i had seen and he was moving into the area and had worked at hotels before so he was just looking for another hotel to work at in this new area and he went to the cecil he got hired on the spot he was like cool this is awesome he goes into work the next day and the manager first thing she does is sits him down and goes Let's Google this hotel together. All she does is go straight to Google, pulls up the Cecil Hotel, just so that it can speak for itself, so that he knows what he is getting into. Ugh, no thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm out right then and How there. How is that on your first day of a new job? <laughs> I don't need money that bad. I'll go... <laughs> Red flag. Somewhere else. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> um, so she's showing him everything. All the ghost stories, all of the murders, all of the criminal activity, and it just goes unreported. I bet there are people in there that they don't even know are gone. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise, especially they have all those rooms that they don't use. Yeah. Which I think might be in American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah. Well, the, like the hotel basically eats the bodies. Well, yeah. Like absorbs them. Well, like I said, it definitely depends on what you believe in. But I think these people are being possessed. Yeah. Because the the story with the lady that threw her baby, that was 40 years before Richard Ramirez. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that his satanic rituals are what has spurred on some of the negative energy in the building. It definitely amplified it. For... it. It had to have at least amplified it. But this woman with her baby was 40 years before mm-hmm. R- Richard And everybody talks about how you can feel it as soon as you walk in. And I know that sometimes that's just the hype and what you're expecting Mm -hmm. as you're walking in. But everybody says it. I I don't even want to like try and find out for myself with this one. No, I I don't either. Um, There are people saying that, well, there's signs up now that you cannot enter the building unless you are a resident. And if you are a visitor of a resident, you have to be with that resident the entire time and if you get seen without your your escort basically they will escort you out of the building immediately well the building's probably too big and there's probably not enough staff Mm -hmm. so people are probably getting up to the higher floors and then doing stuff they're not supposed to you Mm -hmm. know because there's not enough staff to you know watch the whole building well first of all they should have security cameras that helps with most of that problem. Yeah. <laughs> but while I was Googling the CSO Hotel, I noticed that it had reviews, which seemed wild to yeah. me. And some of them are pretty crazy, but uh, one of them posted from three weeks ago. And they said, bro, don't stay here. It'll cost you your life. I ran from there because I wasn't aware of the news and I didn't know anything about it. I heard screams banging on the door. It was creepy. Uh, I gave them my money and I left that night. Please don't go there. For one star. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are several people talking about hearing screaming 
all night, hearing gunshots all night, hearing the sirens all night. There were two different reviews talking about how they could hear people breaking in next door. But I also thought it was interesting. There was a few reviews where people were talking about if you could get a handicap room, that was where you wanted to be. It had nicer amenities. <laughs> Those have about three star ratings. Oh, okay. <laughs> But you have your own bathroom if you get a, a handicap room. Otherwise, you have to use the communal room because your room does not have a bathroom. Uh, that's about par for the 20s, but... They also said that if you have guests over, they have to keep your ID or your driver's license the whole time. You will not get it back. They hold on to it until you leave. You cannot use a, a photocopy of it. You cannot download identification off of your phone they want your physical id card and keep it with them that's kind of weird they that's what they're saying they think that it's weird too but they said that it keeps down on trouble okay and tough titties i'm gonna keep your id (laughs) one guy said it was hard to sleep because he heard he kept hearing all the muffled screams through the night and he didn't feel safe no one lady said that she woke up to a man staring at her And she said that he was right in her face, but he said that he worked there and he was making sure that she was okay. She said that she was pretty sure it was routine and she felt (laughs) comfortable for the most part, apart from whenever he smelt her hair. Okay. But depending on your boundaries, it might be a little creepy. Yeah. What? If somebody was in my room and I woke up to them smelling my hair, we got problems. I don't care if you work here or not. Do not come in my room. Do not do that. Mm -mm. Nope. But if they have that many incidences, put in windows that don't open. Also, yes, they've talked about how they've done renovations throughout the years. I feel like they should have started with the windows. <laughs> Wild. Put bars over them or something. Something. You can make them to where they don't open. Well, they don't have air conditioning. They have to open, I guess, because of that. But dang. Something's put a fan in. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, and whenever we watched the the vanishing at the Cecil mm-hmm. Hotel, the one about Elisa Lamb, the manager at the time talked about how there had been over 80 deaths. Mm-hmm. But there's only 18 recorded. That's also weird. Yeah. There is a TikToker and he lives across the street from the Cecil and he has a ton of information about it also. But the last I had seen was he was he's been banned from the hotel because he's investigates all Mm -hmm. the time and he's not supposed to be in there. He flew a drone through an open window to see in. I mean, he's done some pretty crazy stuff. Weird. I mean, it was intense watching the, the Lisa Lamb documentary, but it also felt really intense watching the Ghost Adventures one, too. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting location, but... One I can safely put on my do not travel list. Mm-mm. I'm surprised that they even let Ghost Adventures in, honestly. You know, I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. I mean... Because he gets to get in everywhere. Right, and they're going to get publicity out of it, you know. They're going to get... they Because it's on Ghost Adventures, they will get people that will come and spend money there. Because it was on Ghost Adventures. Well, it's supposed to be like a private facility. It's not just a hotel anymore. 
even though people call it that it's not it's not supposed to be a hotel anymore it's supposed to be low income housing yeah i don't know it should be more like an apartment but there's all kinds of stuff too where people that are into all of this stuff are going to see it but because you cannot get at, get in without an escort people just stand out there and wait for somebody to come out and they're they're like hey can you show me around the building that's super creepy also they're just super creepy but they're in low-income housing and and most of them are homeless and i bet you they make a killing off of it yeah no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) but that'd be an easy way for twenty dollars that'd be an easy way to make money yeah there's also i guess they don't use that the grand entrance that it was originally opened with but people open those sliding doors all the time there's they're locked yeah and they don't work anymore but there's several videos of different people just sliding them open but of course the next set of doors on the inside is locked but yeah you can get in there and you can see the security guards won't even go in there yeah it's crazy no thanks wild no thanks (laughs) i mean i'm sure that i could find more crazy stuff to talk about but that's all i've got for today (laughs) thank you everybody for listening we appreciate each and every one of you be sure you're following us on all of our socials we're on facebook instagram and tiktok uh we do have a merch store that you can get through our bios on the various socials uh, we've got some cool t-shirts and hoodies and coffee mugs and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so be sure you're checking that out. Uh, we also have an email address. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. So reach out to us. Let us know if you'd stay at the Cecil or if you have stayed at the Cecil. I'd love to hear anyone's firsthand stories. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys. <laughs>